You are listening to Love Your Practice with Dr. Laura Mock. I'm a general dentist, a practice owner, and a certified life coach. I teach women who own dental practices to lead with intention and literally fall in love with their businesses. Keep listening and you will see how learning to love your practice turns into loving your life too. Well, hi there, ladies. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Love Your Practice with Dr. Laura Mock. I'm Laura. If you haven't been here before, I'm a general dentist and a life coach. And I'm always here just to help make the lives of the women who own dental practices just a little bit easier. Every time I hop on here, try to give you a snippet or two of things that make your life better, because I know it's challenging to own a dental practice, isn't it? And it's also challenging to to be a woman in the United States and or um, Canada or anywhere in the world to occupy that man's space of being in dentistry can be a challenge. And you know what, we're kind of, we're taking over the industry. So don't give up and stick with me. I am here to help you. Okay. And speaking of ways to help you, you know, this podcast is always here for you. We have 60 episodes. So if you haven't, take advantage of all the episodes because they're free for you to enjoy and to learn from. Each one is set up to make your life a little bit better. So you can always listen to the back episodes. And then I have two awesome free things to offer you right now that can make a difference for you this year in 2022. And the first one is a free course that I put together. It comes to you by email. um, One video at a time. There's four email four emails total, four videos, and it is on how to redirect or correct your employees while giving them the most chance of having success. So it's kind of like, it's a step-by-step guide for asking them to do something different. I mean, I know you and I have been there where we've got something that we want our employees to change, but we feel all upset inside about asking them about the at the step of bringing them into our office and saying, Hey, Susie, you know how you've been doing this? Well, I want you to change. And in the, um, the employment environment we have right now, a lot of my clients are afraid to do that. They are afraid to ask their employees to do anything differently because we're afraid that they're going to leave the practice. And, you know, that's, That's a logical fear. So what I want to do with this free course is teach you a really good step-by-step direction way to, to ask your employees to change something. And I hand it all to you, just spoon fed. So the way that you get this free course is by going to my website, loveyourpractice.net. And then you're going to scroll kind of halfway down the website there to um, a little heading that says free course. And there's a picture of me standing in front of my ring light and it says, take the class. Okay. So the class is called how to redirect your employees for maximum success. And you find it by going to loveyourpractice.net and go about halfway down, sign up for that. And then you got to look for it in your email once a day. So 
sometimes my emails from me end up coming to your promotional box. So you got to check in there. And that is one thing that I can offer you. It's completely independent study. So you don't have to talk to me or um, set aside a specific time on your calendar. You're just going to listen to the course when you're like chopping vegetables in the evening or um, waiting for your assistant to take a final impression or whatever. And that I strongly encourage you to take the course. It is there for you because I love you ladies so much. Okay. The other free thing that I have coming up is a webinar. And I'm actually um, switching out my webinar a little bit this time. And it's going to be called Leading Your Practice with Confidence by Changing Just One Thing. And I'm going to be teaching you how you can go from worry and stress and fear and shame. These are some emotions that I hear my employees, not my employees, my my um, clients saying all the time is what they're feeling when they think about their practice, their clinical skills, their leadership skills. They are stressed and scared. Okay. We can move from that to confidence. And I'm going to do that in a live webinar that's coming up. And you can sign up for the live webinar by going to my page. I'd love to see you there. Um, my webinars are always popular. Um, we're, it's very interactive. So come with your fingers ready to type because I'll be asking you some questions. But by the time we are done with that hour long webinar, you will have some integrated tools that you can use today to start feeling confident instead of stressed and worried. And that is a free gift from me to you again, because I just love you ladies and you deserve this. You need this. And I'm here for you. I have the skills, the skill set and the experience to help you. And that's what I want to do. All right. <laughs> After that long preamble, I'm like, how are you guys? Did you notice that I was missing for a little bit? I usually release a episode every other week. And I didn't this last time because I had surgery. And then after I had surgery, I had complications. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what happened to me, just because you guys know I'm always an open book and I'm, I'm always telling you what the what is and saying the ugly stuff. But basically, so just so you know, the surgery that I had was elective. It was something I wanted to do for myself. And um, I guess I lost a lot of blood because I became anemic um, during the after the procedure, I fainted um, in my bathroom. I almost fell onto the floor, but luckily I hollered for my husband and he came and rescued me. I'm going to close whatever is making dinging sounds. Just a sec. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that, ladies. And um, it took us a while to figure out that I was anemic. The surgeon treated me as being dehydrated first. But that made my symptoms worse, which looking back, I guess, makes sense because I was pushing so much water and I got IV fluids and it just like diluted my blood even more. And what I was feeling was this very intense pounding in my head, just like this boom, 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 boom. I could not get my heart rate down below 99, 98, 95, even if I just laid there and tried to breathe really slow, maybe do some box breathing, 
or um, I mean, usually I'm kind of a nerd. I got my Garmin here that I wear my fitness tracker. I already know my resting heart rate is like 62 beats per minute. When I just lay there and focus on relaxing, I can easily get it into the sixties. So I knew that there was something wrong and it took a couple days to figure out exactly what that was. And then, um, anyway, finally, six days after my surgery, I received a blood transfusion. And let me tell you, it took about, um, 12 hours from the time when I left the house to the time when I actually started getting blood put into my veins. And then like 30 minutes after they started the transfusion, the boom, boom, boom in my head started to decrease and I could watch my heart rate start to slow. So that was kind of amazing. I ended up getting my blood transfusion. Um, and I am extremely grateful. It took a long time to get approved to see that for them to decide that I was sick enough because blood right now is in very short supply. And I wish that I could go out and donate um, now that I've gotten my transfusion, but it takes half a year before you're qualified to. Um, plus your iron has to be high enough, your hemoglobin. Um, which I don't know if it will be, but I'm incredibly grateful to the people in the emergency room who took care of me. Their hands were very full with COVID patients, right? And then for them to be taking care of me because of an elective thing that I had done, um, I just felt very grateful and also amazed at how important it is for me as a patient to advocate for myself. I don't know how many of you Ladies have been patients before of something serious, but you really have to speak up for yourself um, when you're going through our nation's healthcare system, which I say in little air quotes. But, but yeah, that's kind of the story of why I didn't, you guys didn't hear from me last week. And now I'm here. And I thought it might be interesting to kind of look at what happened in my mind as I was going through recovery and not feeling very well. Because, you know, I like to use my mind as sort of a laboratory for what, um, <laughs> what's going on in our practices and our lives and stuff. And so I just observed some of the things that my brain did while I was recovering and I just wanted to share. All right. So here we go. Number one, one of the things that my brain did was it gave me a bunch of shoulds. Okay. So like, well, you should be ready to see patients again and you should, um, you should be recovering faster. You should be taking care of everybody that you're responsible for. Um, you know, I was supposed to get, go back to work five days after my surgery. And I got up that day and I went to the bathroom. And after I was done going to the bathroom, I was exhausted. <laughs> and I had to get back in bed and I called my front desk person crying because I knew that I was supposed to do laser gum surgery that morning and the patient had been waiting her turn because I have to have a whole morning free in order to do the laser gum surgery and I was just crying because I wanted to be able to take care of this patient and I was giving myself the shoulds 
you should be able to do this. But at the same time, I realized that I couldn't. So I had a lot of kind of like judging myself instead of being curious, judging my current situation, my ability to bounce back like I wanted to, um, things like that. So it was kind of interesting that my brain would do that to myself. Like, why wouldn't my brain, I'm a trained life coach, right? So why wouldn't my brain go, oh, look at you. You're healing at your own pace. Good job. You're taking rest when you need to. No, sorry. I have a human brain, just like every other female dentist and every other human on this planet. And that means I'm not, um, I don't get a, a pass go for free card when it comes to judging on ourselves. (laughs) Okay. The next one, um, I became highly aware of the fact that I was off track from what I would normally have been, um, accomplishing in that week. And, um, then when I noticed that I was off track, what I did was I went ahead and gave myself permission to just go ahead and give up on everything because, well, now you're a week behind and, you haven't, you never um, recorded your podcast. So you might as well just throw in the towel. Your 60 episodes don't mean anything anyway. Just throw in the towel and then give up on your, um, on that. And same thing with the practice. It's kind of interesting, maybe just a little bit embarrassing to admit this, but my brain was like, well, you know, you let your parents, your parents, you let your patients down. So you might as well just go ahead and sell the whole thing now because you're pretty much done. And this, it was interesting. As soon as I perceived myself as being a failure, my brain was like, well, we need to leave this situation. We need to get out of this and get to where your organism is safe. All right. Number three, I had in my mind, this master list of tasks that I needed to be doing and that I couldn't do. I mean, usually in a day I accomplish so many things, right? And it was things like, oh my goodness, my biennial report with the state is due soon. And I need to hurry up and get the credit card for the business paid and um, pay the tuition for my kids. And like, there was this huge master list of things that I needed to accomplish. And my brain just went over the list over and over and over again until, um, uh, well, I until I started to feel better, I think it never really stopped, but it's interesting that my brain didn't want to let me just relax and take care of myself. It wanted to remind me that there was a bunch of stuff that I still had not taken care of. And then that went back to sort of like the whole, well, maybe I should just quit all of it right now, you know, and I could just become a hermit and stay Um, here on this farm and you know maybe we can grow some lavender out back and and Mike can hunt the deer and we've got we've got our garden so I'm just going to give up on all of it and um, sell the practice shutter the coaching and my what my brain was doing here is it was taking anything that was uncomfortable anything where I knew that I had things to do but at the same time I didn't have the capacity to do them And it was like, well, we need to get rid of this dissonance. And the quickest, fastest way to do that, which brains really like efficiency, is to just go ahead and sell it all (laughs) and give up. 
And now that I'm feeling, you know, a little bit more like myself, I'm kind of looking at, um, at what my brain did. And I just want to go back in a week from today and then go, what's going on for you right now, Laura, like what's happening for you in your brain. So I'm just going to kind of, um, coach my past self as I sit here right now, coach my brain from what, um, what I did last week for you. So you can see, uh, what, what my brain was doing and, and how, um, my mistakes can be your learning opportunities. So I'm just going to go back through this list of things that I told you my brain did while I was recovering. And I'm just going to like coach my past self. Okay. So the first one was people are counting on you. You should be there. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. You should be taking your pills. You should be blah, 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 blah. And all I'm going to say about that is Laura, I can understand why your brain is giving you shoulds. It's just natural. Your brain wants to kind of tell you what the what is. It wants you to have these standards. Um, it wants you to know what you owe other people. Okay. But we don't have to stay in the shoulds if we don't want to. And the shoulds are statements and beliefs that steal our joy. So what if instead of telling yourself that you should have been able to get up and, and see that laser gum surgery patient five days after your own surgery, what if Laura, you just said to yourself, it, it looks like my body's not quite ready and that's okay. Or if you just looked at yourself and you said, wow, I'm still healing. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm going to get to this laser gum surgery another day. So staying home, um, the patient's still going to get their treatment. And I'm not going to be losing any income on it because I can do this later. So basically just kind of like taking that brain and letting Laura of the past from last week see that shoulds are always dangerous. And if you find that you're telling yourself should, you know, like my practice should be as good as Susie's practice, or I should be able to see as many people, even though half the America has COVID right now, or whatever it is, whatever shoulds you're saying, let's look at them. Let's just decide if we want to keep on giving ourselves shoulds, because usually I, I would recommend just letting all of them go. And if you need something to replace them, we can replace them with, huh? I wonder what's happening here or with, with curiosity instead of judgment. All right. Now the next one was how my brain was like, well, you didn't record a podcast. So you might as well just give up on your podcast altogether or you weren't able to see your patient. So might, we might as well just shut this whole dental practice down and give up. I know it sounds kind of funny that my brain would do that, but our brains sometimes make big jumps like that. And it's because we're, the brain is looking for efficiency and especially in terms of efficiency in ways that it can protect you from potential danger. And when we're feeling uncomfortable about what hasn't gotten done, 
it feels a little bit, your brain's like, well, maybe we should just give up on the whole thing. Okay. And this is what I would say to Laura from last week about that. You know, Laura, I can understand why you're feeling like you need to give up, but could we wait until you're feeling like your normal self before we decide if we actually want to do that or not? And I wouldn't say to Laura of last week, you can't give up. I would all absolutely leave that option open to Laura of last week, because if we are going to be owning a business, I want it to be because we decided um, deliberately that we actually do want to keep it. So in other words, I always want you ladies to leave um, getting rid of your practice on the table. That way, if we're keeping it, it's because we want to keep it. And for me with my coaching, if I keep on coaching, it's because I love helping y'all. I love being able to do this thing that almost no other female dentist knows how to do, which is to be a life coach for all of you. Okay. All right. Number three, master list of tasks that I've been needing to do. And I just played it over and over again in my mind. (laughs) This one's a lot simpler. Laura, why don't you just go ahead and get out a piece of paper or open up a new spreadsheet for January, 2022, go ahead and write those down. And actually let's do make it a spreadsheet because then the next thing let's do is let's go ahead and see what we can delegate on this list right now and get it off the list. And then let's put a date on some easy, easily actionable ones and figure out what's getting in the way of not finishing some of the other tasks. How does that sound? Well, it's a lot simpler and not really coaching, but more like just, hey, Laura, let's, you know, let's take that list that's been circling in your mind and let's put it down so we can stop worrying about it. Oh my goodness. Yes. And then um, as far as considering becoming a hermit, I would I would put that in the same category as I put category two or number two. Yeah, let's go ahead and consider that. Let's give it a good, hard look. Maybe I do want to be a hermit. Let's go ahead and look at the ins and outs of that before we give up on it. Let's really give it a challenge. What would be the advantages of becoming a hermit? And what would be some of the disadvantages? And then for most people, not everybody, but for most people, as we look at it, maybe make a list of yeses and nos, we're probably going to come to the conclusion that we're not ready to become a hermit yet. But for those who do, they went through the process and they're going to hermitize themselves and I applaud them for doing it. For me, I've gotten this far. I think I'm going to keep going. I'm not, you know, I just went to Costco today for the first time. It was like my biggest outing since my surgery. And I have to admit that I was pretty tired when I got home, but, um, I do love me some Costco. I don't think I'm ready to become a hermit yet and that's okay. And probably I'll keep on dentisting and coaching as well. So that's what I have for you ladies today. It's kind of an unusual episode, but one where I just wanted to use the recent experiences of my life to, just kind of slip in some new lessons for you. Hopefully you're having an okay January. I know half of everybody's got like COVID right now. I heard um, Fauci said that we're all going to get it. So 
uh, let me know how it's going <laughs> and let's hurry up maybe and, and get it and be done with this so we can get on with our lives and our dental practices. Okay. And I will see you soon. Thank you, ladies. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Love Your Practice with Dr. Laura Mock. I would love to meet you. To join our movement, find the Facebook group called Love Your Practice and request to join. If you can't find it, just send me a message and I'll add you. You'll find me there helping all of my ladies to fall in love with their businesses and have a better life.